Story time with your favorite queers. Do you queer what I queer? Come ye to live on more. Hi. What? Hi. Hello. What? Hi. What? Huh? Oh my god. Who are you? How are you doing? I'm doing season two. I'm doing two seasons. Oh my god. And then that's it. This is the last <laughs> season of the podcast. Um, well, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't know how many days. Look, so. Yeah. Here we are. It's June. It's fucking. I mean, it's technically May, but it's June. It's fucking June. It's fucking June. And you know what that means? It means that. Welcome back to Do You Queer What I Queer. Just in time for Pride, Pride Month. What's your color today Ooh. in season two? <clears throat> okay, so my season two color is black. Because I'm looking at Pamela right now. She has black nipple tape. She has a black blindfold like Lady Goddamn Justice. She has yes. a black leather harness yes. and a billowing white wig. And that's just everything we need for season two. I love it. It's perfect. Also, She's like a regular billowing Bill Bill Baggins. Just the uh, usual, as per usual, I would say. And Bill Haggins, maybe we can call her. I love that. <laughs> dildo Haggins? Dildo I'm, bagging. I'm no. Dildo bagging. Um, this is not an improv class. I'm also black for the same reason because I went to like the fetish shop. My color is black. No one's going to take that out of context, Tom. I'm not professing that I'm a person of color. My color is black because I've been recently exploring like fetish culture and it's kind of awakening me to like new and exciting things and I went to a fetish shop and I got some harnesses and like a ball gag and Tom what's your color um my color is like a fucking burgundy okay uh in in voice class we were taught to say uh we were taught about liquid use so like like um the duke so I want to change my answer to Burgundy. <laughs> okay, I'll take Jesse, that. Jesse, cut this. This is so weird. <laughs> when you said liquid, when you said liquid use, I thought maybe you meant like liquefying, like a young lamb. Do you know what I mean? Like a oh U. my god, no. oh oh my god, E W E. Yeah, like literally a liquid U. You know I love hominin humor. <laughs> Homo hominin humor with Tom and Elliot. <laughs> Yeah, so you, like, Duke, or, um, and now I can't think of another one, so this is embarrassing. <laughs> you just keep going back to Anyway, Björgundi. <laughs> I've, uh, I'm all fucking, I feel like business, business today. I've gotten so much shit done, and I'm sort of, you know, clear-headed, and... I love it. And just, like, a, a, a business woman who's, like, on a ferry... Go to her job because she like she fucking travels. You know what I mean. She's got her briefcase, and um, it's full of like newspaper clippings. And she's just there to do her job and catch the bad guy. She worked for the FBI. Like, is she a true crime? Reporter? Yeah, but like on an island. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. Because like she's doing her job, but she also like has fun. Yeah, she only works where she can play. She but- only <laughs> works from island. Might I add that? This is the second time you were burgundy, and the second time it was linked to a businesswoman feeling. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I can... I'm so happy. <laughs> really? Literally, yeah. Last time you were a busy, busy businesswoman who... Um, I don't know if I was that... Call- and it was I, burgundy. I'm, I'm going to need positive. receipts on that. I, will, I can pull receipts on this. Jesse? Jesse. What episode was that? 
busy businesswoman burgundy but i like it because every time you're burgundy just keep the story going you know she's busy now she's on an island she has newspaper yeah she's clippings. solving the crime next time in burgundy i'm gonna tell you what fucking crime i'm solving fucking perfect yeah we haven't done this in a while and i feel like we're just too excited to chat i don't want to get into it's anything a bit, we need else to calm down a little bit like i feel myself like needing to calm down yeah the back of my knees are sweating so take that as you will fellow mm. listeners i'm excited to be here I'm wet you're wet I'm wet behind the knees and you heard it here first Tom can yeah. I um, can I talk to you about your dating life no please how dare you please listen guys people okay since we broke away <laughs> Tom's just been living large listen I have not been living large by any means look and I'll tell you why well unfortunately I was like Anyway, I don't know how to say this properly, but I met some nice gentlemen, or who I assumed were nice gentlemen, and I'm like, I'm ready to, like, date again and, like, find someone to be excited about and crush on, and so I had a few dates with a few different people, and it did not go well. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, that's fine. And I feel like some of the reason was because... Of Dickwick. Oh. Because both time in both instances with both these men, they were like, What are all the things you do? And so I told them, and of course I'm gonna say this thing because it's such a big part of my life now. And um yeah, their interests sort of like I assume I, I was like, Oh, can you please not listen? Because Yeah. Uh, because this is very obviously anyone who listens to this knows every deep, dark secret of my soul because I hide nothing. Yeah. And that's scary to go on a date with someone who already knows all that shit about you. Yeah. And uh I think for that reason it wasn't wow. working. I'm not to be honest. in shock. I prompted this, but I actually didn't know that's what you're gonna say. That's Yeah. No, no, real. And I, I, I'm pretty sure it happened two times to me. Okay, so do you think it's because they're worried that you're going to talk about them? Or do you think it's because you are somebody who is, like, you hold things accountable and you're active and you, like, um, you're not complacent? Uh, no, I think it's a much worse reason than either of those. And I think it's... Um, White supremacy? No, uh, no, I think it's uh, internalized homophobia. Oh, that sucks. I think because of what we're doing is so queer and so openly queer that what I need to do is change the guys I'm trying to date because uh, these guys are like, have you ever looked at a single Cosmo magazine? That's absolutely not what you should be doing. No, no, it is. Cause the guys I'm into are, um, they're like back home boys who right. like want a, you know, a mask dude, Cause like you, you know I play your... all these sports and so they're like oh you're obviously this like dude and I'm like well actually I'm like a queer advocate right. and right I do this gay thing and I love being gay and I'm gay as sparkles. Sorry, you mean change your taste in men? Yes. Okay, so I meant like find someone who's terrible and then try to change them because it's like you don't have time. You can't have a seventh no, job. No, 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 right no, now. No. Okay. Yeah, I Clarity. would have said that maybe five years ago. Yeah, for real. But um, if you can't get on board with what I'm doing, then you can get off my ferry. Get off my face. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Knee sweat anyway, is that's growing. been my experience. It's not been nice. I know. No one likes being rejected. I'm not saying that's the whole reason why it didn't work out, but yeah. I definitely think that's... that's I like that take. I mean, I don't like it, but that's interesting. I never really thought of that before. 
Yeah. I'm lucky I'm, uh, I don't have to battle that world of singality. Yeah, that's great. Do you want to make you feel worse? No, I don't feel bad about it. I actually feel good about it. I actually feel like, mm, I feel like I can be more discerning in my tastes now. And I feel like I only want to be with someone who would celebrate this. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's bye. Okay. So if you want to date Tom, you can email us at do you queer what I queer at gmail.com. You can tweet Instagram DM. Yeah. Again, um, butt pics, dick pics, whole pics, face pics, chest pics, like breasts, everything, nostrils, ears. Totally. Not, um, necks. Tom's not a huge fan of those. I I like a neck. Okay. You know what I don't like is, um, um, no, I guess I like everything. What about the skin between your little toe and the second toe? I have no problem with that. Hmm. I don't know. Seems pretty strange. I don't like. Uh, I'm not into ear play at all. I am I don't not like either. inside of ears. No, no, I really don't like, either. Like licking keep, and uh, like you can no. keep your ear picks to yourself as far okay. as I'm concerned. Okay, I'll look at them, but I won't be happy about it. So just tweet them at my personal account if you're going to send ear picks. I won't hear of it. <laughs> um, I need to before we derail even fucking further. Something that you said reminded me of an experience I had um, while I was at home. Uh, I think I've said I'm from Sudbury before. I mean, I don't know if I should be saying this, but... So, yeah, I was I was home in Sudbury. Sudbury the hatchet. <laughs> this is Do You Crew I Crew with Elliot and only Elliot. Thanks for <laughs> tuning in, everybody. Um, no, so I was at home and uh, I wanted to go out and, like, just have one night where I saw all my friends and everything and whatever. We ended up wanting to go to the gay bar, which there's only one gay bar in Sudbury. Um, What's the population? Oh, <sighs> 175,000 I think Jesse is that right Jesse's Jesse pensively nodding his head um, Somewhere around that I think it's like growing all the time Anyway As we're going out bump into Oh Jesse says oh 160,000 Whoa you're really close um, And I, with all your personalities It ended up being about 170,000 The mean of them all um, Yeah okay so One of my best friends was with another person And as I go out I'm like hey Everyone here, like, a group invite, come to the gay bar. And one of the straight guys in that group, like, actually literally said the most typical scripted homophobic thing. Mm-hmm. He was like, okay, but bro, like, look at me. Like, I'm obviously not gay. Like, look at the way I'm dressed. Like, I, I'm cool with gays. I just don't want to go there. And they're all going to stare at me because, like, I'm not gay, man. Like, it's like, are you actually joking me? Like, I thought that that was something that, like, people just said to be funny. But that, just having that script actually put in my face when I was around, like, my best friends, like, going out in my hometown... Um, so I know you. Yeah. And I know you can, you have known to be a little hot-headed okay. in certain scenarios. Okay. How did you react? Uh, I like scream educated. I scream educated. Scream educated. Yeah. I, I, all I remember, I was pretty drunk, but I remember okay. yelling and listing things off. Great. Uh, You're as, a really good lister. Thanks. I really love a list. Yeah. It organizes my rage. Um, but... But I, honestly, I think I, was, I wasn't terribly, like, rude. Um, and after I left, I was like, okay, but Elliot, check yourself because not everyone has the same privilege and has the same education. And, like, A, I'm not just going to get blatantly angry with this person because that's probably not going to change your mind. In fact, it'll probably further entrench their point. And then, like, also, I've had a lot of fucking education on this. Like, I happen to be gay. Like, what yeah. does this straight white boy know about, you know? And I don't know. So I have two sides in it. I was very confused, but... The one take home from it is I'm so fucking glad I have this podcast. And I'm so fucking glad I have somewhere to talk about this stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, that 
isn't homophobia. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that was like the most whitewashed privileged version of being affronted with homophobia, but still. Yeah, yeah, right? But here you are educating. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Amazing. Rambling faggots. We are. <laughs> Do it one more time. Ivy Winter. That's how you say that. Um, rambling faggots. We need to reel it in once again. How dare you? I dare. I will dare. I'm trying to be my most faggoty self. Your dumbest faggotiest self. I'm so dumb. I so missed calling you a dumb faggot. I so missed being called a dumb faggot. We're a match made in Can hell. Can you say that again with a harness on? You're a, just give me a second. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ew. Listen. What y'all end tuned, was that from? Y'all Look. tuned in. This is for my penis. <laughs> <laughs> It's called a quof. Look it up. I'm not even joking. Um, Ew. Did you say quof? Yeah. Because I've heard it called a pweef. Actually, I, just joking. I made up that really word. I so. really hate that. Pweef, I picture like Little Miss Muffet like tripping and hurting herself or something. I know. It's like a cute pweef. Yeah. Like, no. Like, like, mm. like, it's like a pweef. Like when really like, like a quof sounds like two oof. like wet pieces of ham like hitting each other. You know what I mean? Do you say two wet pieces of ham? Aren't your hams wet when you eat them? When I poof, it's cute. It's and dry. It's like, it smells like lavender. Like a desert rose. And it's a little boop. <laughs> I picture you're, when you poof, it's like a flop. <laughs> literally, yeah. You're, no, we're done oh, here. Because you have all that foreskin that jangles around. But for real, that's why it sounds like meat yeah, slapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. I have this podcast on my off. CV now. Like, <laughs> employers will listen to this. Hire me. Hi, people dating me. How's it going? <laughs> or not dating you. <laughs> yeah. but, for this nice reason. to know you. Your ham foreskin, <laughs> or lack thereof. Um, Thomas, we need to move things right along because this on. is not the focus of we this episode at all. However, this is our last fucking time to scream about the fucking Hi. Ontario provincial election. Like, let's just, let's just rally some things off right now. June 7th, you better fucking go out and vote. Go vote. I'm tired of it. If you're in I'm Ontario. I'm tired of you saying that you can't vote. If or you, that you don't want to or that you want to abstain. Or that there's no viable candidate. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck that up. That is enough. That is enough. Go and vote. Go and vote. It's your right. It's your privilege. It's your right and your privilege. It's your duty. It's your duty. It takes six minutes. So and do it. Also, if you are a citizen of Ontario but are not in Ontario, you can vote by proxy. Yeah, you better do that now, though. When this comes out, they're not going to know that. But. Oh, well, okay. In retrospect, I'll be mad if you didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> So you're welcome. Um, we we have some stakes that we would like to announce oh, right. to everybody. I forgot about that for a second. Because Tom and I literally have no motivation unless there are stakes. That's right. So like, I don't have any self motivation. I need everything coming from the exterior. Exactly, and from the extreme, right? Absolutely. So I'm gonna quote some stakes at you right now, and I will <laughs> queef them up. We have. First of all, this is, we really, really, really want you guys, the listeners, there will only really be two days to do this when the episode comes out, but we'd love it if you could share some stakes that you would like for us to have. Oh yeah, that's right. Like for example, um, no lie, obviously if you listen to our undecided crossover episode, soft plug, soft butt plug, then you will know that we are (laughs) like in no gray area, absolutely fucking against the PCs and absolutely fucking against Doug Ford. Oh, absolutely. Um, I want to lock him in a box and throw him in the ocean. Totally. I want to lock him in a box in, I don't know, Frank Ocean. That's not even funny. Um, <laughs> can you just describe like... I want to have sex with Frank Ocean on top of a box with him in it. 
Can I film that? I'm so down for <laughs> yes. that. Listen, people, we need some some negative stakes. So if the PCs right. win, we're thinking of like... You uh, said you, you, you wanted to not... Um, ejaculate for 10 days for 10 full days that's what you said to me yeah which like for us that's horror like I'll blow a hole through your wall yeah like literally Um, yeah so that's one of them I was thinking also like we watch a slew actually Tom had this idea we watch a slew of like evangelical and Jesus movies yeah like there's a movie where a girl falls out of a tree and like hits her head and then Jesus saves her and Jennifer Garner's her mom I think it's called like live again by Jesus or something like that are you joking I may have just amalgamated four Jesus movies, but like, you just that's the one Juno. that pops to me, <laughs> pops into my brain. Okay, yeah, that's another stake. So like, we need to watch like we need to have a evangelical Christian movie marathon, mm-hmm. and then this podcast will turn into, we'll just be converted by the end of it. Totally, yeah. Um, like uh, other ideas like that stuff that would be torturous for us. Like you'll have to eat like actual steak. Like you'll have to eat an actual steak. Because I would you're a vegetarian. literally rather die. But again, that's a great steak. <laughs> Love it. Literally Life or death steaks. Steak. Yeah, yeah. We got it. Um, yeah, stuff like that. We just also want to say the steak for any of the of the parties winning, you have our promise for more accountability. We're slowly educating ourselves on mm-hmm. policy. We're going to continue to do that and share what we learn. Um, and just we won't be fucking quiet about yeah. any of this stuff, regardless of who wins. Um, Is that clear? Do the stakes make sense? Like, do, do people... Under, please... I'm talking into a void, but I feel like the stakes make sense. Jesse, do you think that makes sense? A shrug. A shrug, a shrug and a nod. And a nod. Um, last thing to More we than have... I usually get from Jesse. Useless. <laughs> so useless. We have envelopes in front of us. <laughs> colored for each party. Yeah. And there's a blue, a red, and an orange. Yeah. Depending on who wins, Tom and I will exchange envelopes. The contents of which are hidden to the other person. Inside will be one stake that we yeah. have decided. So the, t- this is to imply that if the PCs win, Elliot will open my blue envelope that I've given him, and it will be something disastrous that he has to. Don't do. give away what you wrote, but like maybe an example. Like an example would be. I just gave a bunch of examples. Yeah, fair. Um, we can move along. Example if, would be like shaving Jesse's head or something like that. <laughs> Locking Jesse in a room and going out in the town. I would hate that. Um, yeah, yeah. Calling an Uber and sending Jesse to Quebec. He would thrive in Quebec, let's be real. Um, no shade to Quebec. Um, Quebecois. Um, yeah. And, like, and so- then, but it would be a bad one. And and if an orange envelope was Elliot were to open, it would be a, a lovely thing that he yeah. would have to so do. So if the NDP wins, Tom's going to like gift me something from himself or gift me an experience he wants me to do and if it's a red one it's something mediocre so i know that like i always want to play settlers of Catan with elliot and he never really does so a red one would be like now you have to play with me exactly yeah thank you thank you for that and thank you for listening to that fucking ramble of stakes but please give us your feedback let us know turn up the stakes on our stakes Tom's giving me a really upset look. <laughs> it's about fucking time that we wrap this shit up, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have anything uh, else? Jesse's nodding, so that definitely means yes. Yeah, we've went Anything else? I don't time. know. Yeah, I was going to talk about how I want to be a summer bummer, but I can do that with our guests. Yeah, and I just started bottoming recently. Let's just like bring them into the next, Great. The next segment. Okay, so shelf with, that for yeah. now. 
Um, we do have a very special guest for our, for our premiere episode of Saison de. And without further faggity ado, please <laughs> bid a warm dickwick welcome to <gasps> Mina. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank Mina, you so Mina, much. Mina, Mina, Mina. Mina. <laughs> you know what I mean? Huh? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Listen, so you're our first guest of season two. Oh my God. And you're doing us the great honor of coming to talk to us. And I was wondering if first we could maybe just find out what your color is. Ooh, okay. So first of all, we've been talking about doing this for like... Feel like months, actually months. Um, yeah, yep. yeah. So I'm so excited. Um, and then my color, I think it would have to be red. First of all, because like I'm a little bit like I'm like too excited, and I can feel my <laughs> face flush. is just so red. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also, I'm just like excited. I I come alive in the summer. Um, I've been tanning a lot. I just have like I don't know. I'm just excited. It's Pride Month. Bitch. I love it. She's so excited. Yes, yes, <laughs> so yes. good. Can you tell us a bit about yourselves, or I guess tell our listeners a bit about yourselves? Yourself? Yourselves? <laughs> Your multiple selves? It's Gemini season. It's fine. <laughs> it's true, that's allowed. <laughs> huh. Um. A little bit about myself. Okay. Um. Oh God. Or like, do you want a more directed question? I would love a more directed question. Can I just say that is like, that is one of those questions that like, no matter what the context is, I have no clue what to say. I hate, it's just like, like being at a party and someone being like, and what do you do? And I'm always worst. like, um, <laughs> I drink at parties. I can either take 20 minutes and explain it to you, or I can just say, I have fun. You pull out like a laminated <laughs> spreadsheet yeah. for your back pocket. Like. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Let's start off. So we're, we have a new question that we yes. want to start off with. Okay. So why don't we start there? It just came to me. We just called our queer query of the season. Our query. Okay, great. Our Here's our query. <laughs> Abbreviate it. Misspell that shit. It's a query. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. So Mina, like how, yeah, first season was all about defining queerness. And like, what do you think of the word queer? Boring. Boring. Not good enough. Over it. <laughs> season fucking two, hashtag accountability. How do you use your queerness or... Maybe you can take it in the direction of uh, how might you see your queerness as a tool for, I don't want to use... Making change. Making change. That's a great yeah. way to put it. Or helping others or however you want. Yeah, using it. And like if that. you're like a bad person, like how do you use it to be bad, you know? Ooh. Take it both ways. Tom's excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think for me, my queerness has always been about just like taking up the most space as I possibly could. Um, yeah, I guess this goes in a little bit of the, about me, like I was born in Egypt and I grew up in the United Arab Emirates. Uh, both of these countries are countries where being gay is uh, technically not illegal, but there's a lot of uh, like policies and, and a lot of stuff like that in the government that imprisons gay people or, gay people are murdered in Egypt or, you know, you're not allowed to be gay in Egypt. So growing up, I actually had no clue what was like, why I felt different. And then when I immigrated to Canada with my family, when I was like 11 years old and I was like, wow, like there was, I, again, I didn't know what it was, but I was like, I'm, I feel different. I don't know what it is. 
And ever since that, the growing up process of like coming out and accepting myself has been really just about like taking up as much space as I can because I know that like as like I, I, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I if my family hadn't immigrated here. Um, and so one of the ways that I did that was on Instagram. And I think it's kind of like definitely the most dramatic way of taking up space. Um, I started like recreating these celebrity photos. I was the first person on Instagram to do that. And it went viral in a way that I never like had anticipated. And then what was can I ask? What was the first one that you did? Oh, okay. Oh my God. Okay. So it was, um, it was after, uh, I was dating this Middle Eastern guy who was, uh, in the closet at the time and, um, he was 24 years old and it was just like this beautiful, like love story. And then as when I, I broke up with him, one of the reasons I broke up with him was because I was like, I, I don't think I can be with someone who's in the closet just because of the fact that um, with things happening on my on my Instagram, people knew who I was, and mm-hmm. I was afraid that just by existing in the same space as him, that it would endanger him because he was still in the closet. So I broke up with him, and then his initial thing was to make fun of how feminine I am. And I was like, bitch, how dare you? Um, so I... <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, talked to my sister and I was like, do you have a bathing suit? And she was like, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to try to fit in it. So I wore my sister's bathing suit, borrowed a bunch of her makeup. Older or younger sister? My younger sister. Okay. But I'm equally close with both of my sisters. <clears throat> so I went into her living room. I was like, don't judge me, but I want to recreate this Beyonce photo. And it was this Beyonce photo of her holding the telephone being like, why don't you love me? And I just thought... How funny is it that, like, he apparently, like, doesn't love me because I'm too feminine. But, like, bitch, Beyonce had an entire music video being like, why don't you love you me? You have to stop and bitch, right now. That's amazing. <laughs> you. And, like, let's be real. I was so damn easy to love. And so. <laughs> changed. I got her to take this picture of me, like, holding, like, a telephone, like, crying, being like, why don't you love me? Um, and then that was the beginning of that. And, like, it just the aftermath of that was like uh, first of all i thought it was hilarious um and a lot of people um i grew up in london ontario very small mostly oh, like sorry. white city yeah mm-hmm. people started making fun of me be like oh my god look at this thing mina just posted and and the second that that happened i was like no bitch if people are making fun of me for this it's time to just like make this Own it. like my thing wow and so i made that my thing and for 6 months i was like posting these recreations of me and like makeup me and I didn't even consider it drag at the time and people were making fun of me. I would find out from my friends that like people were making fun of me. Um, and then on what grounds? Just like, like what are they making like, fun of you? Just for? like how how is like this is so weird. I think at the time like maybe drag wasn't as big in pop culture as it was, mm. or guys wearing makeup wasn't like as prominent. Like this was in 2015, and then um, and then BuzzFeed reached out to me on January 3rd and we're like, hey, we love what you're doing. Can we interview you? Did an interview. It went what? up the next day oh. and then it like literally changed my life. And then can we, it, sorry, before you go on, I want listeners to pause it and look at your page. Can yeah, you plug you. your handle? Uh, it's at it's Mina Gurgis. Um you know, follow me, throw a like in there. Um, <laughs> Mina, M-I-N-A. M-I-N-A-G-E-R-G-E-S. Your page gives me fucking joy. Like, just pure Thank joy you. every time I Thank see it. Thank you. It's my favorite. And that was the thing. It was like, I took this thing that 
people started making fun of me for and it was like definitely like a huge expression of like I would literally be killed if I still lived in Egypt and did this. And so it was and definitely you motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, no, it was it was like I I guess like making it go viral was um it was like a really it just felt like all of you guys made fun of me for this. Mm-hmm, I've uh-huh. been made fun of how feminine I am my whole life and mm. and now these people were almost like forced to recognize that it was like a cool thing because BuzzFeed said it was cool. So it's <laughs> fucking amazing. You know? Yeah, that's Can I so just cool. say too what I meant about the like homophobia and Sudbury thing? Like that's like low, low, low level. Like people are literally murdered. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it wasn't yeah. that was just like a minor a minor incident, you know? Nothing compared to the shit mm-hmm. that's Well, I don't know. Face. Like in a way, like we all have to hold ourselves to a certain standard and the people we surround ourselves to with that standard. So if you're with a friend or a friend of a friend who has those views, those views need to change right now. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes, fair. Fair. And so your queerness is educational and it's like loud, right? Yeah, like yeah. I subtlety, I don't know her. Like <laughs> what what is she sounds that? boring. <laughs> I've heard terrible things about is that. Is that subtlety? when you quote into no. a telephone? <laughs> <laughs> it's really just it's been like be as loud as possible, take as much space as you can and just like appreciate the fact that like, bitch, you can be who you actually are. And who you want to be mm-hmm. here? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and 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 I know that I'm not, I'm lucky enough to be able to do that. But a lot of the people that either I grew up with or people who I know who have even more strict parents who were actually like sent back to Egypt to like get conversion therapy and things like that. And I'm just glad Ooh. that as as difficult as it was growing up and like figuring out who I am, I still didn't have it as bad as some people that I actually do know. Who have had to endure that right so yeah take up as much space sweetie i love that fucking congratulations thank like, you everyone take note so you're please. sort of like a success story mm-hmm. of a of a situation that could have been much worse i guess so yeah i mean i definitely my relationship with my parents is still like an oncoming ongoing um mm-hmm process of like reconciliation and working through things but yeah i think in the end of the day like i'm lucky that things didn't get worse yeah totally yeah i feel like instead of it gets better it should be like please get louder or something you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like it just don't wait complacently just fucking scream so i'm gonna close the window so you can't hear the toronto traffic it's ambiance (laughs) <laughs> Zombions? Zombions? <laughs> the apocalypse your brain. <laughs> um, what brain? Let's be real. True. <laughs> um, okay, so are you in contact with people in Egypt right now? Like, are you... No, honestly, I I have... Actually, a bunch of them, like, deleted me off Facebook after, like, the whole thing Jesus. Oh, went sakes. viral. So can you spell it out for us? Like, in Egypt right now, if we were all there, mm-hmm. how would our lives be different? So... Interestingly enough, so my my dad, um, this is this this kind of shows like how unsafe it is. Um, my dad went to Egypt recently because, uh, oh god, <laughs> I hate to be someone who like brings up something that's like morbid, but like my grandma's like basically dying. We haven't seen her in like twelve years, and um, Very my dad. Um, thank you. <laughs> I mean, like, what do you what do you ever say, right? Like, it's right. It just yeah. Um, but so my dad asked us like me and my my two sisters he was like this is happening i'm going to egypt and i was like can i come and he was like 
you absolutely cannot come. And he took my older sister who was able to like get time off and, and go. And he told my sister there that basically just by virtue of the clothing that I own, my dad knows I have like a lot of like short shorts, like shorts that like go further, like underneath my knees. Like, I don't know her. You know what I mean? Like I'm like a floral queen. (laughs) I I don't know her. Um, He was like, just by like me having piercings in my ears. Like that is even like if people were to see like, holes that I would like just like the whole <laughs> holes you're, like, <laughs> you're off the plane holes first yeah. like, <laughs> Take a like look at this hole <laughs> sorry it's not funny no, no but it, it's it's really just like the way that my, my dad um, who's been aged several times since we've immigrated here the, the way that he protects I guess my safety is knowing that like just by virtue of me being on the streets, I wouldn't be safe. Um, and Is that founded? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I'm not sure if you guys uh, are well aware, but the, the police actually use things like Grindr and Scruff to mm-hmm. like make these like fake accounts, and, and they use them to like stage these fake meetups with gay men, and they imprison them. That's um, Chechnya. I'm asked, so... Yeah. I can't wrap my head around that entrapment. Yeah. Like, I, to what end... Um, why why is that um a priority so it is an islamic country um and being gay is just looked at as like the most uh it's like a way of of like an immoral lifestyle they don't believe so i actually like i didn't know what being gay was because it was such a taboo and it was kept such a secret and that's why like growing up i felt like there was like something wrong with me um, and I think like that, you know, that's still the case there. Things haven't gotten more progressive in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, like even in Lebanon, uh, I think this was like two weeks ago, they were like going to have their very first pride parade and it was making press. Like I follow some like Middle Eastern, uh, press accounts on, on Facebook, like big Facebook pages. And, um, it actually got canceled because the person who had organized it was arrested. Um, and they told him that he needed to cancel the pride parade in Lebanon because it was looked at as debauchery. And I needed to know what I needed to Google what that was when I was like first kind of like learning about what the state of like LGBT issues are in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. And it just, um, if I remember correctly, it's, it's basically just like, you're promoting an immoral like lifestyle that's that's getting people to do something that's unaccepted. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's even like you can't even have like a pride parade. So it feels really special to be like on you guys' first podcast is, that's like even during like pride because pride was not is not a thing that I even see happening anytime um, in the Middle East. Um, so to be able to like be who I am to exist, to take up the space, um, even like wear this like cute woman's shirt that I'm wearing right now. Um, so it was amazing. I, thank you so You're much. You're such a blousey <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, it's like I, I wouldn't be able to to do that. So, um, I'm so proud yeah. of you. Like my heart is thank you. just full hearing how amazing you are and like how you're thank taking you. all of these things and working with them and against them, you know? And thank like you. I just even like we've, 
covered Egypt very, very briefly in the first season. Um, I think we need to revisit this again, mm-hmm. like as in, like informed podcasters. Um, but I just remember there was that concert in, in 2017, I think it was September, yeah. and like the lead singer waved a rainbow flag and like a riot broke out and people were fucking arrested and yeah. the police abused the people that they arrested. Like it's just it's in such a state of disarray for like queer politics right now. It's horrifying. So the interesting thing about that is like, um, at the time when, so they arrested 55 people, if I remember correctly. Um, and I remember that that night, so my dad has kind of come to accepting the fact that I'm gay. My mom totally hasn't. Mm. And so that, that day when like that news broke, um, sadly, one of the reasons that my mom still has yet to accept my sexuality is because she has this like, um, I guess like there's this like special TV for like that picks up like Middle Eastern channels. <laughs> and my mom like watches that religiously. And so when that thing broke out, there was all these people who have like these massive television shows that are, I would, that are the equivalent of like the Jimmy Fallon show, like the most like, right. the most prominent voices in Egyptian media who are going out there being like, um, I remember the one that my mom watches specifically. He's like this angry Egyptian man. I think his name is Amr Hossein. And he literally was saying on this TV show that being gay is an act of terrorism. Uh, um, he even said, I'm pretty sure he said it was worse than terrorism. Um, and then, so my mom that night was sending, like bombarding me with text, with text messages of these like, um, almost these like healing prayers um, so she sends me these prayers all the time, like literally all the time. But that night it was like so much of it. And it's interesting because I'm like, I don't live there, but it, in a certain way, it feels like my mom still lives there and is still very much so like, mm-hmm. like, you know, when we talk about a, a, a something like that, that's really shitty that happened to the Egyptian LGBT community, it still somehow made its way to affecting me in a very residual way. Mm-hmm. Um, which but like yeah. for to have one of my parents do that like I wouldn't even categorize that as residual you know what I mean like that's mm. like uh, accosting you essentially yeah. and like I don't even I literally don't even know what to say <laughs> like how are you so amazing <laughs> the real question well it sounds like what you're doing on Instagram and <laughs> or whatever is born out of necessity mm-hmm. yeah I don't, yeah, do don't want to put those words in your mouth but sorry how do your parents feel about your success and your fame? <laughs> so it's like, it's, uh, oh man. Okay. So fun little story. The reason that my parents found out that I was gay was because of Instagram. Holy shit. So, um, the way that this first came about, it was, um, I remember I was, it was Christmas around Christmas time of 2014 and I was at my parents' place and Nicki Minaj, fucking Nicki, posted this picture that, like, I looked at it and I was like, bitch, I cannot not recreate this. It was of her in, like, a, a milk, like, sorry, she was, like, in a bathtub that was, like, filled with milk. And I look at my sister and I'm like, Maggie, I have to. And she goes, Nina, you can't. And I was like, Maggie, I have to. <laughs> So I get naked. Um, I put on makeup. I get this. I get a like I go buy a wig from the dollar store, and I fill this bathtub in our basement with like full of these like white towels. And we go upstairs. We tell my mom we're like, okay, mom, like because my mom like kind of knew something was up. So we were like, mom, like 
we're just gonna study so like <laughs> we're just gonna be down there for a bit like please keep it quiet because we needed to make sure that like homegirl didn't come down so anyway so for some reason I was like I really want this to be in like HD quality so we use my dad's eight like DSLR camera and whatever I get naked um and I just pose uh, pretending to be Nicki Minaj in a bathtub full of milk. And I might. Mi- milk, milk? No, I mean, it was white towels, but like, come on, you know. Um, I was actually white tempted towels. to fill it with milk. I was thinking water and then like put like white paint, but my sister was like, Mina, it's gonna be so messy and we're trying to be like economical with our time. So I was like, fine, white towels it is. Your sister's so practical. <laughs> I mean, she was there for the Beyonce picture, so. She knows the process. I love it. But um, for some reason, my dumbass forgot to delete the pictures off the camera. So my dad, I guess, like he knew something was up and he was looking through his camera and he sees these pictures. Oh my God. And the next day we were all sitting around the dinner table and my dad's like, so I need to talk about something. I found these pictures on the camera. To everybody? To everyone, yeah, around the dinner table. So it was oh me, my, my two sisters, and my mom. And I literally, I, like, I just go red. And I go, I don't know what you're talking about. And I get up. And, like, I leave. And <laughs> I guess this was my way of, like, being like, shit, I fucked up. Like, at this point, I've been out. I've been gay and out for four years. And I've kept it a secret from my parents. And I was like, shit, how the fuck do I explain? Like, do I say that it's Photoshop? Like, I didn't even know what to say. And my sisters had to, like, take the blame for it. They were like, um, it was like a project um, for school. Like, he's never going to do this again. No one's going to see this. And he was like, I need to make sure that no one sees this because if people from church see, see this, this is going to be a huge issue. And they were like, no, no, no. Like, this was a one-time thing. He did it as a joke. It's not going to happen again. We're like, okay, four oh days God. later, bitch. BuzzFeed. <gasps> the day after, MTV. I'm like, all right. Oh, and so that's, <clears throat> I forget the question, but the, the way that I came out was it had been a week of going viral. It had made its rounds everywhere, like in North American media. And then it was time to make its way to international media. Oh. And I remember it was a Friday night and I was partying with my friends at Western being like, bitch, you're, you're viral. Like I think overnight I went up like 20,000 followers. Oh my God. And so we're celebrating and I was at this bar called Cowboys and I check my email and I get an email from my dad and it's just this link. And I click this link and it, it was an article about me on CNN Arabia for some fucking reason, CNN Arabia decided to write about me, and, and that was it. And I remember just bawling my eyes up, being like, shit, they know. And there was no way around it. It was like, you know, 20, or, sorry, 20 year old, uh, like Instagram sensation, Egyptian Mina Gurgis lives in London. Like, there was no way for oh. me to be like, oh my God, like, I don't know what you're talking about. My God. Luckily, my parents never approached me about it until the summer when I came back for school. And that's when um, they pretended like they weren't going to talk about it. And they waited for my sisters to be gone, um, like out of the house. That way I didn't have a buffer. And we were all sitting in the living room. Uh, We were all in the living room. And they were like, my dad just like turned off the uh, television. And my heart sank. I was like, fuck. Like, I should have thought this through. It was the night before I was leaving back to go back to London for school. Mm. I think it was like end of August. It was like August 29th. 
And yeah, and he was like, we need to talk. Like, what the hell is going on? And I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, stop being stupid. We know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, and it was, that's that's how I came out. It was, um, I wasn't ready to do it. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I think that was like the worst thing. At that point, I'd been out for five years and I still wasn't ready to come out. Um, so like, do they ever ask you now that it's been a while, like how that's going or like, do, is it kind of like a pretending that's, that you're not famous for, I think we've, I think our way of, um, I mean, it's still kind of like a a topic, like, like I'm telling you, like my mom sends me these like healing prayers, Mm -hmm. um, every single day. Um, every day. Yeah. I got, I got two this morning. And she she calls me. She's like, have you listened to them? I'm like, not yet. She goes, please do it. Um, but yeah, like I, I guess like when I came out, my dad told me that like he wanted to kill himself. And my mom also told me that she wanted to kill herself because of it. And it was uh, it was a lot to process. And I remember just like feeling like I felt for the like I for the first time in my life, like I felt broken. I was I, I just, you know, my mom was like, we're going to send you back to Egypt. Like, is it too late to be fixed? I was like, there's no fixing. Like this is, and, and the thing is because there's a language barrier, I had no idea how to articulate it. The only word for being gay, um, in Egypt directly translates to, um, like being like broken. So it's like a mix of being broken, but also being possessed. So the word for it is shizuz. So it doesn't mean I'm gay. It means like the word translates to like I'm broken slash I'm possessed. Jesus Christ. So I didn't didn't want to use that word to describe myself because I'm not that. Yeah. Um, so there was a huge language barrier between my parents and I. And it was hard. Um, and that's why like when I say like how do I express my queerness, it's like being as, as loud as possible is because everything that is – the way that I grew up, the way that my parents have been, it's the way that my parents have treated me mm-hmm. since coming out. It's like, well, what option do I have? I either like, like live under a rock for the rest of my life and, and be miserable because mm-hmm. I can't do what I love or I just like support myself and surround myself with great friends and, and do what I love. And, and if, if they're going to come around to it, that's the thing. My dad has come around to it. Um, my mom hasn't mm-hmm. and my sister texted me she was like you know she prays for you every night that you're cured and i what do i do about that like i i have not like what can i do about that mm-hmm. even if i <laughs> the only thing you can do is release it yeah that's not your and, problem anymore yeah. it's hers yeah so for real yeah Sorry, not that i'm a therapist or do you know if there's uh, a way to cloak colloquially talk about being queer in Egyptian now like has it moved beyond that or is that still the like only term that's used as far as I know it's still the only term that's used language Um, is so fucking powerful and terrifying like yeah that's pretty extreme like even I hadn't even thought about yeah like the language language yeah to a way lesser degree like in English like the word villain comes from villagers. If you were poor, then mm-hmm. you were bad. You know what I mean? Like it, like it's so fucked up. There's so much weight that we don't right. actually think about behind the things that we say. Like that's yeah. fucked. One of the other words that would be used would be mishmazbut, which translates to uh, like not right. Right. Um, which again is, is 
not how I feel. So there's that's, no word for like even a positive or even a neutral yeah, connotation. Yeah, that's the thing. There's a, no neutral uh, connotation. Like mm-hmm. I remember when I first that conversation with my parents, like I remember being like, where the fuck are my sisters? <laughs> they were like, do your sisters know? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, how long have you known? I was like, it's been five years. And my mom was like, this is your fault. If you, ha- if you had told us earlier, we, we would have known sooner and we would have gotten this fixed. Um, and like things like, you know, we should have never come to this country and like other things like that. And, and I think th- there's still this idea that, that being gay is is like over there at least even with like these shows that my mom watches which show that people still believe that there that mm-hmm. it's something that you can fix and it's mostly like a north american issue mm-hmm. so they think that like because we came to canada that like oh you were corrupted yes right yeah because again it's a taboo there i didn't even know what being gay was right um there's no representations of it in any kind of media that's so um, scary so, oh my god, think of yeah. how many people are suffering right now. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. a stupid white person question <laughs> to ask. Like, how do we, um, how do we support and be active against this regime mm-hmm. without being like, like making the issue worse or like without being worse, right. like without being like racist or right, right. I'm not asking you this. I'm just asking the universe. Yeah, because like, how I don't. Do you... I want to stay away from any sort of rhetoric that is against religion or against yep. the specific country. Yep. Or homo nationalism, where you right. like make a country feel inferior as a right. nation for not supporting queer politics. So how do I like go ahead hating what's going on without being yeah a homo nationalist? Is that what it? Can it, you explain what that means? Homo nationalism is like a a term coined by uh, Jasbir Puar, and uh, she's like a social scientist who basically came up with the the idea or like realize that uh, in a lot of Western countries, we, uh, like, for example, people will justify taking oil from certain Arabic countries that are not homophobic and saying that's good oil as if, like, it ties into capitalism and uh-huh. to, like, neo like neoliberal markets. And we say um, we pride ourselves as being a nation that is superior because we support queers and then we make every other nation that doesn't inferior and we don't realize the reality of the issue, that there's substrata and that it's not, like, an across the globe thing and it plays into like racist politics um like literally global trade, that's like, so confusing that's confounding <laughs> to my brain i know i know like i hear and I'm, i understand what you're saying and i, I know like i don't know how to yeah honestly yeah. i would say like i just started reading this book it's tim mccaskill's queer progress um and he breaks it down and it's fucking amazing and he's actually um like local and uh that they sell it at glad day um, but anyway, that's off. Do you have anything to say about that, Mina? Honestly, like you were asking that and I was like, shit, like, I guess m- maybe my part is bringing as much awareness to it as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, because maybe people don't really know how, how bad it is. I think I, we, d- I definitely did not know. Yeah. That. I think yeah. there's this, because we live in North America and things here are relatively. Here's our Toronto bubble, everyone. Yeah, yeah. I think it's easier to like to forget that for a lot of people, especially like where I, where I grew up, it's, it's hard. Um, one of my friends was like sent back to uh, a monastery, um, to be cured. And that was extremely traumatic for him. And and I'm like, again, maybe the, the, my way of, of thinking about it, it's like, if, 
I take up as much space to show that like an Egyptian man can wear makeup, can be himself and can be himself online. Like I got mm-hmm. so I, I used to get like death threats on a daily basis from people who lived in Egypt or lived in the Middle East and like fuck's sake. Just being able to yeah, I guess just like take up as much space so that even like I guess like these earrings, you guys, like so my mom um used to beg me before we went into we we would go to church She'd be like, please take them off. I don't want people to, like, be judgmental or, like, to say anything about you. And I used to take them off. So and, like, ex- describe your earrings just for um, So So I used to have just, like, one earring in, like, each ear. And then as I – and I used to do that because I'm, like, whatever. Like, I, I don't want my parents – like, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If this is going to make you happy. But <laughs> as the years went by, I now have a total of five is this two? F- yeah, I have five, five piercings. So that now, when my mom asked me to take them off, I'm like, "Sorry, mom, can't." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's too many. Um, Amazing. And this is it's how your armor. Yeah, yeah. This, it, it really is. Like I remember the first time that I took my earrings off, and we went to church. So we go to a Coptic church. Um, Coptic is is the kind of Christianity that is in Egypt. So we don't the ca- we don't really have like a big Catholic um, mm-hmm. congregation. It's it's mostly Coptic Orthodox mm-hmm. people. So the so, two main religions are like Islam and Islam. Coptic. So Islam is 90% of the Egyptian population and Coptic Orthodox people are the uh, the 10% of the population. So when we go to a, the Coptic church here, I'm just like, yeah, these are my earrings. And, and earrings, by the way, part of the reason why I can't go back to Egypt, Egypt, or sorry, earrings are assumed to be a sign that you're gay. Because normal, in quotes, straight men mm-hmm. don't wear earrings. So this is my way of being like, I may not be wearing, you know, makeup or I may not be talking or you may not be judging me based on the way that I stand or, or my, you know, my higher pitched voice or whatever. But like, bitch, I, I don't have not one, not two, <laughs> but five piercings, bitch. <laughs> so, you know, um, so like little things like that, I'm just like, they're going to know. And when they interact with me, they're going to see that there's nothing in quotes wrong with me. That's the only kind of act of uh, protest maybe that mm-hmm. I that I can take. Mm-hmm. Um, and to hopefully, if someone were to strike up a conversation with me, for me to not even try to change their mind, but for me to be like, see, like there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. Um, but It's really brave. As opposed to like the bigger context, like... This is just me on like I've I, I've yet to meet like another Egyptian man who lives in Canada who's as um, kind of open about who they are. Mm-hmm. A lot of the Middle Eastern men that I've met here in Canada, sadly, still hold a lot of that um, internalized homophobia because of the way that we grew up and the things that our culture tell us. And I don't think they've unlearned it to a point of being able to like express themselves freely. Mm-hmm. And I'm lucky that. I feel like I've unlearned a lot of those things and I can be who I am, even if it ends up meaning that I'm like even more ostracized. It's like, I still have it better than the people who still live there. Absolutely. So I really hope this is able to in some way reach any of those people who might need to hear what you're mm-hmm. saying right now. Like I feel like, right. It all comes back to representation. Like yeah. At the absolutely. end of the day, if you're fucking, milk bath is in <laughs> Egypt right now there are little boys or like teenage boys or whoever or girls or whoever mm-hmm. seeing that and 
feeling like maybe they're represented in a positive way, even if it's on the news as something terrible. Right. Yeah. Well, it's it, because you said you didn't even know what it was about, but well, that's exactly it. But it's interesting that you bring that up because one of the things that kept me going was I used to get DMs from a lot of younger kids who still lived in the Middle East who were just like, "I can't do this," but your bravery and seeing you just like be who you are is so inspiring to me. And I remember one of these, um, one of these kids, uh, he was 14 years old. He was Egyptian, but he lived in Libya. And I remember he messaged me directly on Instagram with that being the beginning of like the conversation. But then he was like, I really need you to sponsor me because I think if my parents find out that I'm gay, they're going to murder me. Um, so I guess having that visibility was kind of, it's like a, What's that word? Double-edged sword? Yeah. Sword? Yeah, Am yeah. I saying that right? Yeah. Because on one hand, it's like, I hope you see that, like, there is a way for you to be able to express yourself, even if you're not in makeup and a wig naked and in a, a, a milk bath. <laughs> a towel but, milk bath. But if this gives you hope in any way, but then it was like, I would get these messages of people asking me to sponsor them, and I'm like, I have no clue where to mm-hmm. even begin. Mm-hmm. I don't even, yeah. I didn't even know that that was a thing, and... I did actually do research into it, and I found out that it's extremely difficult to even do that. Yeah. Um, so, where you're do we go? You're just a person. You're yeah. not. Yeah. You're not someone who can sponsor. Tom you. and I are fighting yeah. back white tears right now. <laughs> 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 yeah. Fuck. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Sorry. I feel like it's. Please do I didn't not intend for. I thought I was gonna come here and like make jokes, and here I am talking about. <laughs> we can make jokes to... if you want to. We <laughs> yeah. can make jokes if you want to. Um, so, are, is there anything out of your Instagram fame that has been really like fun and or exciting or funny or like? I think. Like, it... what's the best part of it? Because we've what covered is the, the worst. best part of it. Um, I think it's still like an ongoing like thing. Like you were talking about when you go on dates, right? And like guys see this and it's like it's always actually been uh i'm still trying to figure out like how to navigate it because when i started doing that i was in a relationship right so i never had to worry about like kind of presenting myself in a certain way but we we all know like being in the gay community means that sadly masculinity is looked at as as yeah like yeah as desired um, Yeah. 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 yeah and so now navigating this as a single gay man who does this so openly like i was talking to this guy in february so it's again funny that you talked about this earlier today and like things were going so well and i was like bitch like i'm doing so good and then all of a sudden he just like started ghosting me and i was like okay and then i found out that it was because he saw my instagram and was so, in quotes, turned off by me being so gay that that was the reason that he stopped talking to me. Um, I can't even, like, I, anyone who would see your Instagram <laughs> and like you less is not a person who I ever want to speak to or Listen, be Listen, no, but like, like this, these people that's not the, only exist, they're fucking everywhere. Let's yeah. educate the shit out of these people. No like, that's the type of thing that, that, you know, you have to deal with as someone who's like, maybe more feminine or like who likes to to do this kind of thing because i was like i remember just being so shook like you guys remember like i i even had like another um instagram account yeah that was like 
my private Instagram account. I used to like just post pictures like not in drag or anything like that. Yeah. And even do it. And, and that's what like when I went on dates, that's I'd be like, oh, my God, follow this account. Like this is my you know what I mean? Trying to hide like as if I was like ashamed of this this other side of me, but that that is such a huge side of me. So I deleted that other account because I was like, fuck this. Good. I'm not going to hide who I really am. That's amazing. And like, yeah, misogyny it's, is so fucking alive and well. We say this all the time. It's fucking everywhere. Like, it's not, it's sorry. not, sorry. It's, no, 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 I wasn't <laughs> saying sorry to you. I'm just so mad. It's like, it's like not enough to hate women, but you have to hate like, any human who yeah. shows like a feminine quality in any fucking way, shape, or form, and it's like people who are not even that. Like the desire of fucking men, gay men in Toronto, is for men, and I f- I'm fucking guilty of this too. Mm-hmm. Of like men who are like hyper masculine, mm-hmm. who you know are the like masculine ideals. Mm-hmm. I. I'm fucking tired of it. I'm so sick of it. And it's everyone. It's everyone listening here right now, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I know all of my fucking friends are, are guilty of Go it. Go in the too. bathroom, look in your mirror, <laughs> yeah, check yeah. yourself, give us a text, yeah. and then stop being misogynist. Like, right. that's all there is to it. And also, like, I'm going to say if someone follows your account, your, like, real account, by that I mean, like, your only account now, yeah. and, like doesn't like it. I feel like they probably are really excited and get are really upset about it. I feel like there's a lot of internalized homophobia and internalized misogyny, which does not let people off the hook, but it just means that like people need to know where to go to deal with those fucking feelings. And also right. people are probably intimidated because you're famous and gorgeous <laughs> and like hilarious. And what do they fucking have? Internalized homophobia. Elliot, keep it in your pants. Ah. <laughs> Tom, keep, you know that I can't. Let's keep this profesh. The quoffing is coming. <laughs> I'm going to quoff the outro to this podcast. <laughs> oh girl you wish i would yeah i mean i'm sorry it makes me so like yeah no i mean it's it's something that i think a lot of us have to deal with so i mean if anything like it gave me like when that happened i was like the only thing i thought of was like bitch how can i turn this into an empowering yes post Mm -hmm. totally and that's what i did uh i mean and and you know i haven't oh my god Actually, so I was at Fly like a month ago and I remember posting a story and he was like, wow, you look so hot. And I was like, coming from this piece of shit. Sorry. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of energy there. <laughs> but it's 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 like, nope, you you ha- you had your chance and yeah. um, you can't just be like, oh, I'm, I'm turned off when I see you in makeup. But then like, you know, nope. Yeah. Not, no. Yeah. No. Nope. You have way too much self-respect for that bullshit. <laughs> That's exactly that's exactly it. It's like bye. Um, I hate to be the bearer of bad bruise. Bad news bearer. But <laughs> bruise bros. Um, we do need to wind down because that's it's that time. But like you're coming back, please. I if you don't, to. I will literally murder you. Oh my god, Tom, that's like <laughs> what? actually I shouldn't <laughs> threaten death on our guests. <laughs> Definitely should not threaten Jesse, death. Jesse, can you can you edit that so that I say something nice? <laughs> Offer Thank him a you. bouquet of flowers, <laughs> non-lethally. <laughs> Your laugh is even more maniacal than the actual <laughs> threat. Um, but before we do that, we've enacted um, a new uh, gimmick. gimmick for season two. And it's oh, called God. the lightning round. That's Ooh, not queer so, okay. We're working on the name. Oh, right. It needs um, to be queer. The, <clears throat> the quoffing round. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> so you have, Jesse, do you have a timer ready? You should. Jesse's so it fucking was your unprepared. Only, literally your only I job. 
actually think this is the last episode that we we'll fi- have Jesse on team. Yeah, him, definitely. Obviously. He we won't need- get paid in cat food anymore. <laughs> uh, the cardboard box in the balcony will just disintegrate. We won't let him out of his cage for an hour a day anymore. No. There is no show without a Jesse. Just like there's no Ellen without Twitch. You know? I do know. He is so not our Twitch. I wish he were that hot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Jesse, edit that. (laughs) From your cage. Drag the laptop over. Do you have a fucking timer up yet? Okay, yes. So, Mina. Okay, so the queefing round. You have exactly one minute. To quote for us. Into the microphone. (laughs) Welcome to Do You Quote For That Quote. Um, No, you have exactly one minute to answer as many questions as you can okay you're We're allowed fire them at you yep okay uh first thing comes to your brain whatever an answer counts as an answer you're allowed to pass that doesn't count as you answering it just moves you on to the next question okay and at the end of the season we're gonna figure yeah. out which guests answered the most questions and give them oh. something glorious like a cake made out of tom's smegma <laughs> i don't have smegma i do it's mine surprise okay <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, without further ado, <laughs> Jesse started as soon as Tom asked the first question. Shark attack or bear attack? Bear attack. If you were a celebrity, who would you be? Lady Gaga. Desert or dessert? Oh, bitch, dessert. Past, present, or future? Present. Alopecia or bye, Felicia? Bye, Felicia. Dancing or singing? <laughs> singing. Jesus fish or fishy Jesus? Fishy Jesus. Dying meal? Oh, oh, I would go to Mandarin. <laughs> Ew. Mass extinction <laughs> or masturbation? Masturbation, bitch. Who's your queer idol? My queer idol, I don't have any. Cool. Potpourri or peeing on the Pope? Peeing on a Pope. Fish or bird? Bird. Brains or beauty? Brains. Email or mail? <laughs> Email. <laughs> RuPaul or queer eye? RuPaul. Anime or cartoons? Cartoons. Cher or Ricky Martin? Cher. That's oh, it. That that's was it. a minute. That was that's a lot. How many questions? Oh, I want to answer Jesse? more. That was fun. <laughs> I just ask you one more that was on my list. This doesn't count, but like a butt plug or anal beads is the real question. Oh, I've never tried either. <gasps> Next time you come back, I'm asking you that question again, <laughs> and we're going to see what the answer is. When you were like, Next time I was like, oh, where is this going? Um... <laughs> Like, Welcome as we're recording, them. yeah. The next lightning round is just how many beads can you get into your ass That was in a, a great quoting round. <laughs> thank Congrats. you so much for Everyone, being our first. Thank you for being our first. It's so amazing. Thank, yeah. thank you for breaking our uh, quoting hymen. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's so it. proud of himself Nailed right it. now. <laughs> just fucking looked at me grinning and nodding. <laughs> Let's um, finish with a silver lining that is not the quoting round. Yeah, so best thing of your day or your week that you would say, like, Brightens brightens you up. Just like a happy thing. You don't have to go first if, if you don't want, or you can. Uh, I mean, I would say this was oh, that's so sweet. much fun. You're a liar. Like we'd been talking about this for so long yeah. that that you know it's easy to have like expectations that. But this was this was lovely. I had so much I feel fun. Like we only scratched the surface. Though. I know. I, I want to dive deeper. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I agree. Uh, no, this this was honestly, genuinely the highlight of my week. And bitch, it's only Tuesday. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have one. Okay. Uh, after what you said, Mina, this was so vapid. But like, I bought them for the first time in a couple months. <gasps> it was so fucking nice. I just have to say, like, 
Can you walk us through it? <laughs> just like as like a true verse, I feel like I, you're sometimes, not a true verse. Would I'm you say tr- that? I'm a true verse, but like in my relationship, I'm more a top. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. I think I truly love both. Like if both could happen at the same time, that's like aces for me. Topping and bottoming, like I thought you were a more bottom verse. Maybe I've just been topping for so long. I have like internalized bottom shame. We can get to that next time. Whoa. Um, but like, just no. It was just um, letting go of control. As someone who generally has control, is very nice. And also, yeah. shit in your ass. <laughs> Don't stuff <laughs> in your butt. Feels just so good. You know what I mean? I'm glad I didn't finish my first sentence because that was Jesse. A lot. Leave that in. <laughs> Jesse, edit that the fuck out. Tom, what's yours? Oh, shit, shit, shit. I actually need time to think because I didn't. Um, oh, this is so boring. Tragic. <laughs> <laughs> this is tragic. <laughs> On your tragic. Um, what about... Um, okay. Do you have it? I got it. Finally. So uh, my silver lining is um, part of uh, Elliot and my journey is to experience more of the queer world. And that should encompass everything about the queer world. And so on Sunday, we took a trip to uh, a store mm-hmm. on Church Street mm-hmm. to buy you some fetish things. And yeah. It was really like fun and empowering. And we found Elliot a harness mm-hmm. and uh, and a really like slutty, amazing outfit. Got like see-through tank crop with yeah. like see-through shorts. Ooh. And like I found like a really cool uh, singlet that I will eventually buy. Mm-hmm. And a cock ring set. Oh, I did buy a cock ring sink. Yeah. S- sink? <laughs> sink. A sinkhole of cock yeah. rings. Which I will, this is quite, I feel like I'm drunk enough to say this. I wore a cock ring to my soccer game on Sunday. <gasps> because like How I was, was playing my crush. Oh my God, if you're listening, I'm so blushing. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to like f- be like extra flouncy and like, um, uh, girthy and yeah. like sort of like billowy yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> show off the package yeah yeah so i like played soccer like my whole soccer game with a cock ring on did he notice do you think uh no i was too busy shutting him down his face was in the dirt the whole game literally i bet can we also can you tell our listeners why you had to buy a new cock ring oh yeah but i thought you told our listeners this it's possible i, I have the memory of a literal gold I so when we were to... at um Oasis, mine literally burst off my penis. Like it literally just broke off of my penis. Which sounds like a ploy to like make someone shocked at your package, but it literally happened. Oh yeah, no, no, there's no ploy here. Like there's, this is not like a, like I have a gigantic girthy girthy penis. I don't have that. Like we were watching a show and it just broke off. I love that. That sounds like. Invest people, (laughs) invest in a good ring that you can play soccer in. Can we? I think I need to cut all this. On scruff. Yeah. So how people start conversations on scrap. They're like, "My cock, so big." Anyways, <laughs> we're also cutting. We're also cutting this out. <laughs> um, last thing I'll say about your silver lining, Tom, is that when we finished shopping, we realized it was homophobic if we didn't have like a cider on the patio. You know, so like that was just a very good day. Thank you for hilarious. And then that cider made me late for my soccer game that I was wearing <laughs> too. So full circle. It all just full circle silver lining. It's so us. I don't want to end this episode. Like, just Mina, fucking thank you I've, the yeah. most. Too much. We fun. still. Oh, your oh your silver lining is this. Yeah. Or do you have a? Another one? <laughs> yeah. Now the rest of my week is shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry about that. Silver for me. <laughs> Everyone, keep an ear out for Mina coming back, which will happen. Yeah. 
uh, tweet at us. Uh, uh, Mina, why don't you plug your yeah, handles one more time? Uh, I go by at it's Mina Gerges on everything. So follow me. Talk about how cute should you, I am. Should you spell that? Um, okay, so I-T-S-M-I-N-A-G-E-R-G-E-S. And uh, he posts cute pics. Beautiful. You're going to get Cute. a full one and a half follower from <laughs> yeah. this episode. <laughs> yeah. I will follow you, then unfollow you after. You're welcome. Thank you for the oh, exposure. Guys that have refused to date me will start following you. <laughs> well, shaming you through they're going to be excited because I am so mask on Instagram. <laughs> I can tell. You have a very I can tell by your mask. Birds of Paradise blouse. <laughs> yeah, you're giving me, you're giving me like gay sexy zookeeper who also owns like a seaside yeah. bar for wayward sailors do you guys that see that that is how I so feel about that Elliot I'm really proud about thank you ah, so I get accurate. 25% of the cut I aim low I know but just so you really <laughs> let me into your business it's gonna happen <laughs> okay Elliot why don't you tell our listeners what like what our uh, handles are okay like email us at do you queer what I queer at gmail.com because we're looking for stakes we're looking for stakes there's the no election. there's no question mark in that email nope. just do you queer what I queer at gmail.com uh, tweet at us. I feel like we're kind of learning how to use Twitter. We're getting a little better. I tweeted something today, and I, was I know like, I'm going to tweet it. I was proud of you. Thank you. Um, so at Dickwick on Twitter, at Dickwick on Instagram. Yeah. It's that's D Y Q W I Q. Duh. Uh, duh. Patreon is Do You Queer What I Queer, and do we have any other platforms for the moment? Oh, mm. Facebook is Do You Queer What I Queer. Yeah. With that motherfucking question mark. So right. yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Mina, for uh, making this. Please, please, because of, of this weird time, it's the last time that we can say to you, right. please, please fucking vote. Please fucking vote. Just vote. Like, I'm tired of it. I, I will threaten you now. We will show up at your house if you do not vote. <laughs> we will show up at your house, and that is a punishment. Yeah, in itself. You'll have to look at both of our faces. A lot. Clearly, this episode ended 10 minutes ago, and we're still talking. <laughs> but yeah, go fucking vote. Tell at least five people you know to vote. Hold everyone accountable. Yeah. Uh, especially young people. Mina, the... are you voting? Yes, ma'am. That's what we like to hear. You're the fucking future. I have an erection. So go out and vote. <laughs> Wait, you're going to break your your thing again. Tom's wearing a cock ring to record. Cock ring. <laughs> I don't trust oh them God. now. Tom Cochran, you're Tom Cochran. We just figured out your drag name. Oh, I don't, I don't like that. that. Tom Cochran. Oh. Jesse's giving us the please shut up face. Oh, so Jesse, he's so boring. Without further ado, uh, <laughs> bye. 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 See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Hit the yellow square, Jesse. No, one, two, ready, go. Yes. Yes.